Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 27th of January. Trade tensions are back with Japan and the Netherlands reported to be joining the United States in imposing restrictions on China's access to semiconductor machinery. This illustrates two features that are likely to be repeated again and again during the Fourth Industrial Revolution. The first is the rise of economic nationalism. At a time of structural change, casting minority groups and foreigners as a threat is an easy way of explaining the domestic pain of that structural change. The second is that government policy will tend to focus on past problems, not future challenges. In the Fourth Industrial Revolution, who makes the technology is likely to matter a lot less than how the technology is used, an area where China arguably has a considerable number of problems. But politicians are more likely to focus on the manufacturing side because that is a simple concept to grasp, rather than the implementation, which is harder to understand and takes a lot of work to get right. Today's data calendar has a very heavy US accent to it, and yesterday's release of fourth quarter GDP frames a lot of the data for today. The GDP had something for everyone. The headline was stronger than expected because survey-based sentiment opinion polls have been misleadingly weak. The consumer was slowing, but not in a disastrous way. Real incomes rose because inflation is falling faster, although the headline numbers for rising real incomes rest on the myth of annualisation more than year-over-year change. However, the US housing sector is clearly in a significant downturn, which can be blamed entirely on US Fed Chair Powell's relentless cry of hike, 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 and the dangers of tightening policy without really understanding the mechanism by which tightening will impact inflation and the wider economy. Rising inventories are characterised as a threat to future growth, but for that threat to be credible, the data needs to be credible, and the details of the first release of GDP are not always credible. After all that excitement, we get the release of December personal income and personal spending data from the US today. This is important because the story of 2023 rests entirely on the ability to get some stability to real inflation-adjusted income. Pay bargaining power has been very weak, so the restoration of real incomes and the ability to spend depends on inflation falling faster than wage growth. Nominal income growth today is expected to be entirely consistent with the Fed's inflation target. A number around 0.2% on the month growth implies the inflation target will be met. Real consumer spending is expected to drop a little. We also get the Michigan Consumer Sentiment data. Given the poor record of sentiment in marrying up to reality, one of the main reasons to look at this is for entertainment value. The split in sentiment between Republicans, for whom life is said to be terrible, and Democrats, who say everything's quite normal, is massive. The serious point here is that if the political narrative improves for Republicans, then overall sentiment is likely to improve somewhat without signalling anything about the economy. Whether the high-profile problems of getting Speaker McCarthy elected improve the Republican political narrative remains to be seen. That's all for today. Have a good day.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.